welcome everybody to another episode of Popcorn and Nerds, your favorite pop culture podcast. And I am assuming that. You have your host here, Mark Owings, Spider's Corner, and... Hi, I'm Taylor Adams of Scrap Productions. <laughs> Taylor, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, I apologize um, to everyone because I'm going to be eating my dinner while we do this episode. Uh, again. So, again. Well, I did it last time, and yeah, I got to do it again this time. I didn't get a chance to grab dinner before we went and saw the movie, but um, nevertheless, I'm very excited. Uh, we're going to be reviewing Incredibles 2, the latest from Pixar. I'm very excited to talk about this movie. Um, I'm just a big Pixar fan, so should be a As lot of fun. Be. This might be the one movie where Mark and I agree. What? But we're going to have to... We're getting ahead of ourselves. We'll get, to, we'll get to that point uh, in a little bit. Um, I was... I was getting ready to fight you already because after we watched the first Incredibles, you were like, yeah. meh. I did not say meh. That's basically what you said. No. Our friend Evan said meh. And you agreed with him. I know. I said, I think it was my... The Le- original Incredibles was my least favorite Pixar. of the Pixar movies I have seen. And you're like, what about Cars 2? Yeah. What about Toy Story 2? And I was like, I haven't seen those. So, by yeah, default... I started throwing those out, and he was like, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen default, that. Okay. Incredibles is... So which ones have you seen? All right. Uh, I have seen Toy Story. I have seen Wally. I've seen... I had a list up the other day. I gotta pull this up and get on my thing. <laughs> yeah. You're making, you're making me go back and, and research. Because I dare didn't... you. I didn't go look up all the Pixar movies that I've seen. Uh, but off the top of my head, I was like, Toy Story 2 was not good. Toy Story 1 was great. Toy Story 3 was great. Okay, all right, here's what I've seen. Toy Story, I've seen Bugs Life, I've seen Finding Nemo, Okay. I've seen The Incredibles now, uh, Ratatouille, Wally, Up, uh, Inside Out, uh, okay. Finding Dory, yeah. okay. and Coco, and now Incredibles 2. Those are okay. the little Pixar movies I've seen. Well, I still, I think I liked Incredibles better than the Nemos. Okay, that's I know, fine. I know you're an ocean person. No, it's fine. Uh, we'll, you like fishes. We will, we will get to that. Um... So yeah, very excited to review Incredibles, Incredibles 2, 2. Uh, here on the podcast. <laughs> here on the podcast. And Mark, what are we eating and drinking this evening? So tonight we are eating just chocolate cookies. They're the chocolate candy cookies. <laughs> um, Jack Jack, the baby from The Incredibles, loves cookies. So it seemed very fitting and easy because we ran to the store after the movie before coming here to do the podcast uh, because we are well prepared for all things that we do. Uh, so, yeah, so we got chocolate candy cookies, uh, courtesy of our local grocery store. The label's back here. I'm having trouble. You are. Do you need help? Give me a minute. Do you need an adult? Do you need an adult? I'm a grown man. Oh, cookies. Mm. Smell-o-vision. They're not fresh. Okay, what are we drinking? And then, to drink, you can see here, Founder's Breakfast Stout. Because I don't think this is spoilery, but they eat a lot of breakfast in this movie, it seems like. There yeah. were several scenes of breakfast. Yeah, and uh, there's, there's kind of a baby-looking figure on there. I know. Could be Jack-Jack eating a cereal. Mm-hmm. By the way, let's welcome again, everyone, our moderator and mascot, Jeff Shepard. Hi. <laughs> moderator mascot. <laughs> joining us again. Uh, he'll be joining us from here on out to help keep us in line and to uh, filter your y'alls. Y'all, no. I'm saying y'all, no. and I don't care. Yes. <laughs> no. no. To y'all suggestions to us as we go throughout this podcast. Um, but let's start things off with what have we been watching slash playing slash ingesting media uh, this week? Mark. I mean, it's a loaded question. This past week was E3. 
Uh, so you wanna, do you want to go ahead and just go through E3 stuff, or do you want to save that for like right before the review? There's a lot. Uh, I'll just say... Give us the greatest uh, hits. For Xbox, if we just go through Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. Um, Ready to go. Xbox announced a new Halo game, which will be awesome because the Halo games are great. Um, and the new Battletoads, which I am super excited for because uh, there hasn't been a Battletoads in a very long time. And I have fond memories of that game, even though it was impossible and I never got past like the third stage. Um, but I'm excited for that one to come back. They've been teasing that for a while, so that's cool. PlayStation, uh, the Spider-Man trailers looked fantastic. Um, Insomniac is doing a lot of crazy good work with that. Uh, the visuals are great. It was one of the first titles that they actually showed off when the PS4 Pro was announced, taking advantage of the 4K or mock 4K, depending on how technically you want to get about it. Um, but the web slinging looks good. Uh, the villains are back. Uh, it just it looks like a lot of fun. And then Last of Us 2 as well. Uh, if anyone played the first Last of Us, they know it's fantastic. Um, second one looks even more fluid. It's even prettier. Uh, Uncharted 4 was one of the best looking games ever created. And so Naughty Dog knows what they're doing visually. Um, and it'll be interesting. I believe this is five years after the events of The Last of Us. Uh, focused on Ellie, at least according to the trailers. So... Uh, she's a little more grown up now. People were... Is that Shannon Woodward? No, Ashley Johnson. Ashley Johnson. Uh, okay. Does the voice of Ellie. <clears throat> okay. And um, Is Shannon Woodward in the new one, though? Maybe. Okay. She might be the, uh, the other woman in the trailer. Maybe that's it. Uh, that was a big controversy. They kissed in the trailer. That's not a controversy. A lot of people were pissed about it. Well, get over it. Well, yeah. But the other thing, too, is <laughs> people didn't play the expansion that came out for Last of Us, uh, in which you kind of find out that Ellie is a lesbian. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, people who had played that knew, right. not a big deal, regardless. Right. Uh, but you know how the internet is. It's the worst. Except for you guys. We love really you guys. Is. Yeah, except all eight of you guys. You guys are awesome. <laughs> All eight of you are fine <laughs> and perfectly uh, acceptable individuals. Okay. And, and then the Switch. Okay. Uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Ultimate Bros. Ultimate Bros. Ultimate Bros version. Every Smash Brothers character that has been in any Smash Brothers game ever is coming back for this one. Uh, but not Waluigi? He wasn't in it before, so no. <laughs> uh, they might come out as DLC. Who knows? Mm. Uh but, yeah, people were, were upset that Waluigi wasn't announced. But Ridley was announced, and apparently fans had been clamoring for him to be put in the game. Him that's, or that's her. Pretty, that's pretty cool. Ridley. It. Space I always, being. Of, I always thought of Ridley as a girl, but that's because I associate it with Sigourney Weaver's character from Alien. Yeah, and that's... Uh, Metroid is heavily influenced by Alien, so... Yep, that makes sense. So that does make sense. Thank uh, you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Smash Bros. was the big one on the Switch. Uh, it was announced at E3. Uh, they didn't show much about the core series Pokemon game that's going to be coming out, but they said it's not close enough to announce anything for that or show anything, so people were a little disappointed by that and Metroid Prime 4 not making an appearance, but still lots of good stuff. Regardless of where you play games, uh, there's something happening all over the place. So A lot of hype in the chat about all the announcements at E3. Yeah, there's, nice. there's a lot of good stuff happening. Very cool. Uh, so, and then yeah, what I've been watching, uh, I've been catching up on Bob's Burgers. I recently got Hulu, and that's on there. Let's go. So I didn't realize there were nine seasons of that or something like that. Right. 
and so I'm on like season six still. Um, so watching a bit of that, I did finish the new season of Voltron that was released on Netflix. Uh, oh, that's right. And I did start watching the newest portion of The Ranch, uh, which is still funny and raunchy and has some feels to it and whatever. Uh, it's not. A, I wouldn't recommend that show to everyone, but <laughs> I, I I enjoy it uh, for what it is. So, uh, and then we watched The Incredibles. Yes. So, Tina, what have you been watching, doing, playing, reading? Um, well, yeah, it's been two weeks since we did a little episode last, and I feel like I kind of lost track after that first week because mm-hmm. I was ready to talk about it, and so I started watching something else. Oh. Um, but recently, probably this past week, what I've been watching is um, I caught the uh, series finale of Sense8 on Netflix. Um, they did two seasons, and then they decided they were going to cancel it, um, and then had a big kind of fan uproar. Um, about that it was being canceled. So Netflix caved a little bit and gave them an opportunity to make uh, a feature-length uh, episode and it be the series finale. Um, <clears throat> for those of you that haven't seen this show, it's kind of... It's hard for me to describe if you haven't even heard of it. Um, but maybe Jeff can post a synopsis. Done. <laughs> Done. Perfect. Um, That's why you hired this guy. Yeah, right? <laughs> hired. <laughs> this is my <laughs> Getting pay. paid in beer. Getting paid in beer. Um, yeah, so it's about a bunch of individuals and this, also this general theory that individuals can be connected kind of psychically to each other um, all over the world. And it includes feeling what they feel and also shared knowledge um, and general connection. And the idea of it is real. It's a really cool idea. It's from the Wachowskis. Um, and they're all, all about some like mindfuck stuff. So it's just really cool to see that concept. Um the cast of the show is very talented and like the chemistry between every single cast member is like dynamite it's so addicting to watch but the show makes no fucking sense whatsoever it is this rare occasion not a rare occasion but for me i found myself enthralled in a show that had abs that made absolutely no sense but I watched all of it and I loved every minute of it. I mean, there's actively where I'm like, what? Why are they? What are they doing? But at the same time, I'm like, what? I'm, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm just like enjoying what I'm enjoying what they are doing. Um, it, overall, it was a very beautiful show about human connection. Um, but it just it just made no sense. <laughs> so it's kind of like take it for what you will. It's a lot of fun, but it's just it, it, I it, I don't think it'll kind of like stand up. Um, and particularly for me, the series finale, the series finale movie, had a lot of just out just outrageous stuff just to be outrageous about it. Gotcha. Um, I also watched The Staircase in its entirety, a uh, documentary series, true crime series on Netflix. Um, about uh, this woman who uh, fell down the stairs and died, and her husband got uh, accused of her murder. Um, and it was right in Durham, which I yeah. had no idea until I started watching it. Um, and that was pretty cool. It's weird because, like, very rarely does any true crime story or true crime series come out of it with, like, a final sense of closure. Um, but it tried to do a decent job of it. And the crazy thing was that, like, the whole thing spanned over, like, 15 years. Like, from the mm. time they started taping stuff, which was bananas. Is just to kind of keep track of all that stuff. Um, so I watched that, and that was just kind of addicting in its own way. And just like, oh, did he do it? Did he do it? I don't know. Um, and then I actually, today I finished the new season of uh, Goliath on Amazon Video. That's a Billy Bob Thornton series. Okay. Um, and that's, that shows a lot of fun. It's like, it's... He, play, he uh, plays 
kind of this stereotypical anti-hero lawyer with a drinking problem that we've probably seen before. Um, but it's Billy Bob Thornton. He's just a really good actor. Um, so we can see kind of what he does. The first season was a lot about... Um, uh, like the whole Goliath aspect is like he's the little guy going up against the big powers um, and the first season was very much that and kind of a success story in his like trying to uh, bring justice to those who were the bad guys um, this second season was a lot darker and a lot more screwed up um, but nevertheless I enjoyed it it goes by really fast um, so yeah that's what uh, I think that's pretty much all I've been into. Um, I feel like I could go through my Netflix act- activity and just kind of scroll and see what I've been viewing. Um, I feel like we've done that on a few of the early podcasts. Yeah, just to go back and see what I've done. Oh, one thing I will mention that uh, Nicole and I started watching Superstore. Superstore. Have you heard of it? I feel like I have heard of it, but not much of anything. Okay, it's an it's a NBC um, half-hour sitcom, single cam, um, from the... some from producers and writers whose past experience includes the office and scrub so it's got okay. it's got some success and talent behind it yeah um it's very entertaining it's about it's a workplace comedy about people that work in like a walmart um and it's a lot of fun uh and i recommend it's on hulu and there's like 30 plus episodes okay and you should check it out and it's it's just really funny and the characters are really you'll fall in love with them and they're a lot of fun um so yeah well you already talked about uh gaming news mark yeah much. I did. I did. You, you kind of good yeah. with that, or do you want to you want to move yeah, on? Yeah, no. To otherwise, it? I could talk for too long. <laughs> Some of it's up on my blog already. There uh, you go. Here we go. Pitch it. I am still working on more. Uh, I only covered the first two days, pretty extensively. It was like ten pages. Uh, so scroll through if you see something that stands out that you like. Check my brief thoughts on it. Uh, there's also a short video to go along with it of my top three things from each of the press conferences from the first two days. Uh, I am still cleaning up my notes and releasing those uh, as well as a video of the same thing uh, for days three and four of press conferences so expect that uh, next week uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot to go through and I did start back at work this week so uh, don't have as much time to, to go at it as I did last week so bummer I know I'm I know. so sorry I know work's been mm, whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so that stuff's coming up. That's uh, you can find that at spiderscorner.com. Check if, out the link in the description. There you go. It's in there. Jeff's got us already. And if you're listening on the podcast, we'll put it in the show notes so you guys can check that out as well. Um, we had some good. Uh, the last time we did an episode with the Facebook live stream, we had some pretty good success of people chiming in and giving us topics and stuff like that and they all won movies courtesy of my collection movie collection so i yeah. sent uh sent out some winners and uh hopefully they got those if they're watching mm. right now or listening right now hopefully you got those and hopefully you loved them uh erica sarah and matthew um and taylor how can they win today uh today uh you guys can be entered to win by just interacting with us like if we like your comments and suggestions or your points and counterpoints then it'll be kind of we'll base it on the draw system so we'll see uh we'll see what's what's going to happen and who's going to win this time also uh names in a hat maybe names in a hat ranked yeah we'll do we'll do uh uh Popcorn and Nerds uh, audience power rankings. Uh, <laughs> I feel like we'll we need one of those like bingo rollers with people's yeah, names on yeah, them. Yeah, that's, that's the next thing we need to do. <laughs> and it's um, like, look who it is. Da, 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 da. Also, for the people that uh, last week suggested for us to watch things, uh, I think, I forgot who suggested it. might have been Thomas suggested I check out Anon. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get to finish it, but I watched the first 45 minutes. It was very intrigued. It was 
pretty cool concept. So I need to go back and finish that. And then uh, Erica suggested uh, something bodies, called Embarrassing or, or Bodies. Embarrassing Bodies, that's right. And I, I couldn't get through a full episode of that. Um, he was texting the group chat and was like, oh, God, this just came on screen. Uh, He's yeah, like, Where? It was, why? And I won't say what I his feel, final text was, yeah, but it and was... I, <laughs> and I feel bad that... That was my reaction to it. It's just like we don't have shows like that here in the U.S. Yeah. where you're exposing uh, body conditions who certain people think is embarrassing, like on camera. Yeah. And that goes back to the whole like, uh, which is surprising in, that we don't in, have yeah, that. Yeah, if you're in Europe, you can show as much nudity as possible, but it, it, you don't. You don't have to have a lot of gun violence. Meanwhile, here in America, you can murder, murderify, and zombify anybody you want to. But as soon as we see one nipple, yeah, you're done. Don't show the nipples. Don't show nipples. Female nipples. Dude's nipples is fine, which is weird. Double standard. FDT. Uh, so, <laughs> so, and also, they were like, everybody's body is beautiful. You shouldn't be embarrassed. But the name of the show is called Embarrassing, embarrassing bodies. bodies. So there's there's something to think about there. It's like, you shouldn't be embarrassed except for you, you people that are on this show. You should be <laughs> embarrassed. Yeah, it was sad. But anyway, I watched an episode and then, uh, okay, that was it. That was all I needed. Um, like, I've had enough. I've yeah. had enough. Okay, well... I think we're ready to get into our uh, our in-depth review of Incredibles 2 right now. What? Is this all vegetables? Who wanted all vegetables? I did. So, are we going to talk about it? Why? The elephant in the room. What elephant? Mom's new job. It's time to make some wrong things right. Help me bring supers back into the sunlight. We need to change people's perceptions about superheroes, and Elastigirl is our best play. Better than me? <clears throat> Whoa! I like Mom's new job! Bye, sweetie. I'll watch the kids, no problem. supposed to do it dad they want us to do it this i don't way. know that way why would they change math math is math okay, math dad. is math hello hey honey how are the kids everything's great is she having adolescence and jack jack he's in excellent health what the num num cooking cooking Wow, Dad, that is freaky. You know it's crazy, right? To help my family, I gotta leave it. To fix the law, I gotta break it. You've got to, so our kids can have that choice. Thank you, young man. Combustion imminent? What does that mean? It means fire, Robert. IMDb's synopsis of The Incredibles 2 is, Bob Parr, Mr. Incredible, is left to care for the kids while Helen, Elastigirl, is out saving the world. That's it. <laughs> it's pretty... Great job. Straightforward, uh, pretty easy. Uh, but yeah, it's... High-level thoughts, Taylor. What did you What did you think of this movie? No, I'm you, eating. But, oh. But you looked like you were done chewing. No, I'm You're not. You're chewing slowly. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, not surprised by that. I love Disney movies. Uh, the Incredibles, I think, is better than some of the other Pixar movies that I have seen. Um, so I disagree with Taylor on that. But the ones I mostly called out that I think it's better than, he hasn't seen. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it was a lot of fun. Uh, lots of good laughs in there. It is a bit less dark than the first one, I feel like. Hmm. Uh, I mean, the first one had humor elements to it, but not nearly as many as this one did. Uh, and I, so I feel like the theme overall was a little bit more lighthearted. Uh, there were some tense moments, but um, yeah, oh, all in all, I definitely recommend this for anyone who has been waiting these 14 years uh, to go and see it. It's definitely worth the price of admission. What do you think, Taylor? Uh, no, I liked it too. I liked it a lot. Um, and I had the added advantage of seeing the original Incredibles for the first time two days before I saw this one. So it was kind of like fresh in my mind. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I enjoyed it as well. I wasn't looking forward to it as much as a lot of people have because there was the big deal. I mean, before the movie, they have three major voice actors thanking fans for waiting 14 years for the sequel. And yeah. for me, I was like, I didn't even know it was that long ago. And I wasn't even paying so attention. Like, I, I waited 14 hours. I waited, yeah, I wasn't even like that excited that it was coming out. But... I don't know. I mean, I like Pixar movies. There's no reason why I wouldn't see it. It's just I never did um, the original and the second one. Um, I do. I I'll disagree with you kind of like on the on the kind of the tone of it. For me, I could I could see what you're saying about how the first one could seem darker because it was lacking almost other elements to it. Yeah. I felt like this was a better movie. I felt like it was a fuller movie because I felt like the tone was darker. Um, Interesting. However. It was well balanced with a lot more humor, I thought, um, and just a lot more. I don't know. I just felt like there was a lot more depth. Now, granted, we had the added um, uh, advantage of this being a sequel, so yeah. we're already exposed to these the characters, characters and yes. you don't have to set them up again, and right. you don't need to get right. all that. From and the it was up. clever to just kind of this movie was just a con- an immediate continuation. Yeah, it wasn't they tied like, it back in. Yeah, it wasn't like ten years later, fifteen years later. You know. This is where they are now, which I thought was really cool. Um, yeah, I really like this movie too. I can't really think of too many things that I thought wrong with it, other than like I think I, I think toward the end I had a question about why something happened the way it did. But other than yeah, that, sure. no, I was enjoying this movie a lot. Um, <laughs> he was laughing louder than most of the kids in the theater. Yeah, no, no, I was yo, I was laughing louder than them, but I was not louder than them because they were a crap ton of kids well, and they would not yeah. shut the hell up. Um, Get off! Yeah. Yeah, Get this, out of my movie! Right? But I mean, like, we went to a kids' movie. How dare they be there? I know, right? But it's like, but why? Um, <laughs> but why are all these kids there? I know. Um, and you watch? Maybe lose my train of thought. I'm sorry. You always do this. I do this a lot. You're you should be used to it by now. Jackass! Whoa, um, man! Whoa! <laughs> too much. Un- uncalled for. Too much. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed it. I didn't really have too many, um, too many issues with it. I thought. Um, some of the jokes a lot lot of the jokes landed really well Um, I think I could I mean I could see the outcomes coming but it wasn't like I felt like it was like a plot hole or something I just really enjoyed kind of all the performances as well Um, this was was really good looking like yeah the detail on the smallest things was just blowing my mind like like uh, Bob's uh, light blue polo you could see the like the lint fluff Mm-hmm. on it and I was like that's so cool I mean this is like Pixar like they know what they're doing yeah, but yeah. when you compare it to the first one that came out like not that it wasn't 
uh, it was as detailed as it could have been back in the day. But just to mm. see like kind of the advancements that that, that uh, Pixar and just CG has made. And, uh, yeah, in 14 years, it's yeah, a lot. it's 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 pretty wild. And it's really cool. Bow. What? Oh, you want to talk about Bow? That was the short film that opened okay. uh, before this one. Is that spoilers? Should we uh, talk about that in the spoilers before let's we... Let's talk about that in spoilers. There's another Pixar short and it has to do with an animated dumpling, which is kind of cute. <laughs> animated um, dumpling, But yes. we'll get into what happens in that probably once we do the spoilers. Yeah, um, yeah I think this was a good... Uh, it was definitely a very, a very good sequel to the original Incredibles. Like, if you like the Incredibles, you should go see this I do believe that um, the action was very tight like I felt like it was more uh, it was more impactful and I felt like they just put a lot more effort into the action sequences in this one and I think back when the first one came out like we said it was 14 years ago so they're still trying to kind of figure it out in a way because it wasn't too far re- that movie wasn't too far removed from the first Pixar movie which was Toy Story so I mean they're trying to figure and, a lot of stuff out, and it, within the that, 14 years, like they've just done so much to improve, and the action sequences were so much fun, and also very easy to track, which was nice. I didn't like kind of lose myself, which happens with a lot of like action movies. Yeah. Um. So that was a lot of fun. Um. I enjoyed, uh, obviously the di- the kind of the role reversal with um, uh, Elastigirl well, being kind of in the superhero role. Wait, and, but we gotta get to the spoilers. That's yeah. not a spo- that's that's not a spoiler. It's the plot. We just talked about what the plot of the movie was. Said while she's out saving the world, but yeah, okay. Just I'm just saying, be careful. Be careful. I know what I'm doing. Do you okay. know what you're doing? I do. Okay. I'm just making sure. Yes, it was good to see kind of that switch with Elastigirl being out, being one scene, being the superhero, and then Mr. Incredible, aka Babar, or switch the AKs if you want. Uh, at home taking the kids, and that was kind of cool. I do think that. Uh, a strength of this movie over the first one was I felt more engaged with kind of the um, the at home plot uh, than the first one. I just they didn't show that much of it. Yeah. Um, in the original, which it was good to see this balance in there. Um, and they dealt with a lot of family issues in the first one. Right. But not so much necessarily just the focus on the at home time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I agree that it was nice to see that come through in this movie where it is more family oriented and the things that they are dealing with day to day. So that was, I agree. It was really cool too. I mean, this is not a spoiler, but there's like there's there's like more we see more heroes kind of in this universe. Mm-hmm. We there in the first Incredibles that more heroes are like mentioned and we see like pictures of them. Yeah. But this one uh, Incredibles two, we get a chance to kind of like see how like it all works like we get to see more of the heroes and yeah. see how they all interact with each other and that's a lot of fun um, a lot of more grander stakes as well um, the music so good uh, Michael Giacchino I'm a big fan of his um, the credits music too yes yeah, so yeah the, when they do the, the different theme the songs the theme songs yeah, yeah. so in, 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 in this in this uh, in Incredibles 2 we learn that Mr. Incredible Elastigirl and uh, Frozone, Frozone have their own yeah. theme songs and that's really cool um, and Frozone's is the best out of all of them. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and you can check that out. I think the soundtrack, it's like, uh, you can probably find it on iTunes. Yeah. I would imagine you can find it on Apple Music. Spotify, YouTube, it's probably like everywhere. That yeah, you can it's uh, look it distributed up. by Walt Disney. Um, okay, well, I th- anything else you want to talk about before we get into uh, the spoil- spoilery stuff? Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's pretty much the high-level thoughts on it. Cool. All right, I'm going to take a bite of my sandwich. 
This is where we would play spoiler noises mm-hmm. and warnings. Sorry, can't say. What's that word you use? Spoilers. I like that word. All the Pixar shorts have been pretty solid uh, that have come out before the movies. So the, uh, what was the the paper one? With the guy and the girl and the piece of paper nice. floating around. Like and uh, there was one on the beach. The, the, the bro bird. Yeah. Sandra, the little, that, little I like that one a lot, actually. Uh, and I feel like there were a couple others that I'm I mean, they're blanking all, on. They're all really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bal... The Pixar short that aired before Incredibles two. Yes, um, I liked it. It was cool. Uh, it 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 was dark for a for like a minute. I was like, what? Yeah. It, <laughs> so it starts off, and uh, this woman's making bow, which are little steamed dumplings. And so like it's very well animated. They sit there. They're showing the crafting of it, like kneading out the dough, putting in the filling, and like literally like carefully folding it up, twisting them, and preparing them into like perfect little dumplings and she cooks them and brings them sets them out on the table and her husband eats one and then realizes he's late for whatever he's got to do work i assume picks up his briefcase shoves the other ones in his mouth runs out so she's like oh well now i'm alone so she's like i'll start eating my dumplings and when she goes to eat the last one it starts crying (laughs) Um, that was so weird it was so she like spits it back out and then it keeps crying and then it Grows into a baby. Turns a little bow baby. A little bow baby. <laughs> uh, um, and so she just starts, like, caring for this little little dumpling baby. And uh, <laughs> it starts growing up. Like, it goes into, like, montage, and they're, like, going and doing different things together. And they come back, and they're, like, marking its height on the wall. And they go through this whole process. And it gets into its, like, moody teen years. And... At one point, it brings home a girlfriend, <laughs> a fiance rather. Uh, yeah, yeah. And when they go through that, the mom's like, "No, you're staying with me," and like shuts the fiance out. And the little bow dumpling baby person is trying to leave. Not a baby at this point. And yeah, then she eats him to keep him from leaving. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, that we're in the spoiler we're section. Spoilers. I know. I, just have to, I feel like I have to say that. Yeah. Um, and at that point, Tim and I were like, "What the fuck yeah. is going on?" Um, I think that phrase might have came out of my mouth. Yeah, even it though did. there were tons of kids in the theater. Yeah. I was like, "What?" Um, so, because yeah, like she ate him and then just started crying, and we were like, "That's yeah. intense." Yeah. Come um, to find out, it was all a dream. <laughs> The mom wakes up and she has just had this kind of nightmare about her son leaving, and uh, we, she's she's in bed, and then there's like a, the door, uh, the door to her bedroom opens, and we see this silhouette that kind of looks like the bow baby grown up, um, but it's actually her actual son who has come with treats to kind of make amends and talk it out, and uh, then we cut to the the them all as a family, including his yeah. fiance, uh, all uh, making dumplings at the table, and she's better at it. And then he is, and that's that's a lot of fun. One of the things I really like, I mean, I uh, I thought it was good. Some people I, I read it like, oh god, it was so so I cried so much. And I was like, okay, I get it. Like maybe it's just I don't I don't have kids. Maybe that's yeah. why. I'm, but it was touching. Yeah, I thought but. it was good. But I think my favorite part actually was that all of the um, it, all of the 
kind of, I guess, main characters in the short. Um, the mom, the dad, and the son, and even the fiance. They all had different shaped heads. I thought that was the coolest thing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, obviously, the uh, son's was more shaped like a dumpling. And the dad's yeah. was like a cube, and the mom's was more of like kind of like an a, oval shape, like a bean. Yeah, kind yeah, of. exactly. It's kind of like a bean shape. And it, I, thought, I just thought it was. I always think it's when they make those little adjustments to kind of distinguish between uh, just the different characters, just small little adjustments. And they went, oh, that's cool. Um, but yeah, that, that was cool. And that was like five minutes or something. Yeah. Uh, okay. But the real reason why we're here. Incredibles uh, 2. Incredibles 2. Um, so where do you want to start with this? I don't know. Uh, well, it starts off where the first with one. The Underminer. Ended. Yeah, The Underminer. Played by John Ratzenberger. It was cool. I, I just like when he shows up in Pixar movies. In the first I, one. I'm waiting for him yeah. to show up as Pixar. We were watching yeah. the first one too. I was like, there he is. Yeah. At the very end of the movie. He's like, I was waiting for him to show up. Uh <laughs> So yeah, like they, they pick up right where that left off. Right where they left off, and uh, we come to find out this kind of cool little cool little subplot where um, after Violet has asked Tony out on the date, uh, Which he he says that he asked her out. Well, okay, anyway, but no, she did ask yeah, him yeah, out. Yeah, so. yeah, she, yeah. Anyway, uh, no, yeah, she no, she made him ask him out. Like she, yeah. she was confident. So she. Right, right, yeah, okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we start off with that cool little plot story, and then to find out, like, he ends up seeing her in her superhero costume as the family takes on uh, the Underminer, the underminer um, which I was like, I just kept thinking of, like, who's that mole person? Like, that's all I was the thinking about. The mole person. Um, this cool little subplot where he sees her in her uh, costume, but they're not really supposed to... Yeah, well, she takes off her mask and, like, right. slams it down out of frustration because she's asked to stay and watch Jack-Jack. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so she turns around, Tony sees her, and then movie starts. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and that sets up the whole subplot of him losing his, like, him being, having his memory wiped, but it was, like, too much of his memory, so now she's got to, like, make a bigger impression. Yeah. But then she fails a couple times miserably because she's an awkward teenager. Yes. Um, but it ultimately ends well. Um, I thought a really cool way to start this movie off um, was to have Jack-Jack included in all the chaos. I thought that was really clever because that kind of set the tone like okay no he's like everybody's trying to take care of Jack Jack while they fight the Underminer and it makes sense because he's going to like become a contributing member member of the Incredibles yeah. and just to have him around and to see everybody like kind of like hand him off um, while everyone tried to do specific tasks uh, regarding taking down the Underminer yeah. um, I mean in all the previews he was very clearly like he has powers yeah yeah and um, I thought that was that was neat um I, I, I mean, I am not going to fault the movie too much for this because it's kind of like that's the direction the movie has to go. But, like, <clears throat> I feel like it's just kind of a – the whole storyline of superheroes causing unintentional damage to a city and then getting um, in trouble for it is kind of we, – we've seen that a lot in, like, a bunch of superhero movies. Yeah. What I do like about it, though, was that it's next kind of – the way we introduce um, <clears throat> the main plot and the antagonist – is introducing a solution to that that isn't just like people arguing about what intentions of superhero movies are. Yeah, they have um, very clear like this is how we're going to fix this. This is how we're going to bring superheroes back yes, into society. Yeah, which society. Brings, uh, brings us Bob Odenkirk's character, which he did a really good job. He at. did, um, and it looked just like him too. Like, yeah, I thought that they. It was, <laughs> I wonder, like, did they pick Bob Odenkirk first? Like, or yeah, did they have that design in their head? And they're like, this has to be Bob Odenkirk. Like, <laughs> yeah. we have to. He has to play this character. Uh, um. 
Because it, it was as, him. Yeah, but as soon as his character comes in, uh, Winston, um, <clears throat> to offer a solution of pretty much putting body cams on the superheroes so that people can see actually what they go through, I thought was a really clever um, addition to kind of the story that we've just seen the problem before. I thought it was a really cool solution. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you recognize, like, oh, what's this going to lead to, you know? Um, and also, the, that's, like, what's, that's what it's supposed to do, though. Very, yeah. like, relevant, too, to oh, yeah, modern sure. events. Yeah. Uh, but painted in a different light. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, like, they throw that in there, and obviously, like, you make reference to that. Uh, but, like, they do it, and then they put a positive spin on it. Yeah. And so... I thought the way that um, we see Mr. Incredible's reluctance and jealousy um, about Elastigirl kind of taking the reins and mm-hmm. being the superhero that the world needs to see, yeah. I thought was very well handled because it could have, it was just well balanced because he could have been like, you're right, honey, go and do this thing. Yeah, it could have been super or, supportive. Yeah, or he could have been, like, just grumpy the entire time, but it was, I feel like it was, it felt real, you know? Like, yeah. like it felt it felt human. Like, he wanted his wife to have this success, but at the same time, like, he was so used to being, like... The head. The superhero, the big, the head, the big kahuna, the head honcho. He was just kind of like, oh, and then they, they, I can do it better. Yeah. Like, that's, like, that's, that's a great banter like between husband and wife like I, I heard somebody like in the theater go oh and I'm like what just calm down <laughs> well they, they also like called that out and that's a theme we're seeing a lot in movies now because even in the Wreck-It Ralph trailer uh, where uh, Vanellope goes into the room full of princesses and they're like they a big strong man come and save you and fix all your problems right. she's like yeah what's up with that and, like <laughs> there's a whole lot of this turning it on its head and like men aren't the solution to everything obviously um and then, like, when she's talking to uh, Winston's sister, uh, Evelyn, Evelyn mm-hmm. um, she's even like, oh, like, yeah, you know, Mr. Incredible, like, he was the, the head of the, the pack back then. And then, even then, Alaska was like, no, I was doing it better then, too. Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know, I was doing a pretty good job. Yeah, like a different time uh, kind of thing. And that's what people say a lot, too, like... It's like, oh, they're not racist. They're from a different time. <laughs> like, they're not sexist. They're from a different era. Like, right, yeah. no. It's like, no, it's the same. I felt like they had those references, too, but I also felt like it wasn't very overt, which I was happy Yeah, they with. weren't beating us over that with Exactly. It. I thought that was very clever in the way they handled everything. Um, and then with uh, Bob, Mr. Incredible, taking over uh, the, household kind of the household duties, I thought was really cool. Because, like, obviously that's going to be a fun plot that we see because... It's someone who hasn't done that, do that, try and do that, and he thinks it's going to be easy. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, guess what? It's not going to be like everybody <laughs> knows this is going to happen, and that's 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 good. Um, He's sleep deprived and right. like stubbly, and like a, a day or two yeah. in, just like the portrayal of all that, I thought was just really clever. I think they did a very good job with that, which led to one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie was Jack Jack versus the raccoon. Like, I yeah. want to see, <laughs> I want to see. Deathmatch. Yeah, I want to see that again. That was a lot of that was a lot of fun to watch. Well, because like Jack Jack being obviously the baby, he sees on TV there's like this bandit that's yeah. robbing the bank, yeah. and he looks out the window <laughs> and there's a raccoon in the trash can. And he's stealing and, like, the trash. Yeah. And like the facial features of both the bandit in the show, the mask, the mask too, yeah. the coloring, and then the raccoon are all very similar. And so Jack Jack's like, oh well, that's a bad guy. 
And so he goes over and he's like pounding on the window. And then he goes out and, and then throws the down <laughs> with the raccoon. That was um, a lot of fun. And that was a lot of fun. And that's the part where Taylor was laughing louder than everyone. I just thought it was because it was a really, it was a very cool way to introduce the fact that Jack Jack is recognizing kind of what his family does, and that and he has also, all these different yeah, powers. Also, we're ex- exposing to his powers, um, and that was just that was just really cool. And to see like uh, uh, Mr. Incredible's reaction of like that Jack Jack has powers, he's like so happy. Yeah, yeah, he's so happy about it. You have powers. Yeah, which which is great because the whole theme of like the first. Incredibles was um, kind of this the zeitgeist at the time was like almost shunning uh, exceptionalism it was more about like everybody being the, cool and participation norm, trophy yeah. he was one of the people that wanted it's like no my, my kid and I I myself and my kids and a lot of us other people are special and they should be able to be special so that led to like that made it very believable that he was happy that he was so happy that he saw Jack Jack have so many powers yeah like he was just like oh my god this is amazing and then also why they were like reluctant to tell Elastigirl uh, Helen because oh yeah she would have not been as excited she would have been like okay I need to come home that's exactly. gonna be a problem yeah exactly uh, and so they ultimately end up keeping that from her for the time being yeah. I like the way that played out too how Jack Jack's powers get exposed to just different family members at different, different times. times yeah I thought yeah. that was just I thought that was just nice a good way <laughs> to, the, it was a good way to do, with it, do, do things the kids and they're all outside and he has Jack Jack he's like pew pew yeah. pew, pew, <laughs> saying, pew. He's like, saying pew and he's, like, <laughs> he's shooting the eye lasers uh, that was great and there was a lot of like little moments like that too where again it's like the family is bonding and they're like oh like yeah our little brother has powers this is great like yeah. he's like us yeah um yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Again, to your point, like the family dynamics are fleshed mm-hmm. out a lot more in this because we have exposure to these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't need to set them up, but then they can flesh them out more in that way. Right. Uh, and yeah, so that, that was a lot. Of, there were a lot of fun moments like that, uh, even in the mundane stuff, like when they're working on the math homework. And he's like, "They changed math." I think everyone laughing in the theater was a parent. Yeah, it's like all people trying to help with like Common Core. Yeah, and, yeah, and even I was laughing because I knew exactly what this was a reference to was changing the way they do math. That's just, that so funny. Yeah, but like all the the subplots that were set up because Elastigirl was off, and then you know uh, Mr. Credible had to deal with these, the math homework, the boyfriend situation, and then a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, all introduced very well, very like seamlessly, very believably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just a lot of fun to see how they addressed and overcame those. It was, and off on the flip side of that, like the whole reason why we like we like this movie a lot is because it split time very equally. Mm-hmm. So when we go to Elastigirl storyline of her trying to catch um, the Screen Slaver, uh, clever name. Um, I thought that was a lot of fun just to see her do her own thing, yeah, and very successfully, like. And to see how happy she was when she uh, when she called Bob and to tell her how happy she was that she stopped the movie like in runaway yeah, the train. train. She was so. And then he was like, oh, "I think that could have been me." Yeah, like <laughs> again, super frustrated, but also super yeah. happy. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what's like very human. Is like you're so happy for your significant other, but you're like, "Oh, that would have been a lot of fun if I was there." <laughs> um, so I think that was really cool, and just to see her. Um, play detective in a way yeah like i almost thought with the last one mr incredible was kind of just i don't correct me if i'm wrong i didn't feel like he was like figuring things out i just feel like he was he just knew what his mission was and he just came overcame obstacles to get there i feel like with this one elastigirl had to do like some detective work yeah to try and figure out which i she had to be flexible 
which I thought. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening, Jeff just tried to slap Mark upside the head. He did. Um, I think. Uh, well, yeah, Mr. For- or Mr. Incredible, his solution is brute force. Right. You just like run through it, br- yep. break it down, whatever. Mm-hmm. On how do you unpunch it? How do I uncrush something? That was that was that was fun with uh, some of the side superheroes that come up later in the film. Um, but yeah, just seeing her figure things out on, on her own, and also kind of see how she handled being uh, in the limelight for a little bit and very mm-hmm. successfully. Um, I was very worried that we weren't going to see much of Frozone because he shows up to kind of in he during the inciting action he like gets. Elastigirl and Mr. Incredible to go see Winston, um, but then we just don't don't see him again. Yeah, he, he disappears. But then he show he shows up for a fight. Which I'm like, okay, great. There, finally. I was just like, what's it's happening? Um, he shows up to protect the kids. Yeah, I was just worried because Samuel L. Man, I, I like Samuel L. In, in a lot of movies. <laughs> it was good to see him. Um, I think uh, what was really cool about this is having, I guess a. Call it a family film, obviously. Like, it's, I w- there's no like, uh, like male lead, like one male lead. There's no like one female lead. It's just kind of obviously the family, but obviously yeah. Mr. Incredible and Last Girl are two kind of key members. I thought it was really great that we have that we had a female hero go against a female villain. Yeah. But not the movie be about all of that. Like yeah. It had to do with everything, which I thought yeah. was really cool. Um, which I was suspicious of everyone from the get-go. But I was also suspicious of Winston. I was like, yeah. I was like, which one of these people is the bad guy? And I knew it was going to be one of the two of them. <laughs> right. And yeah, then yeah, when yeah. she was like, I make all the gadgets, like, and they were like, oh, yeah, screens and taking, it. yeah, it's her. Uh, the other thing, too, was, well, I, I didn't know, like, once I realized it was definitely going to be her when she had said that she was the one that made everything, um, I just wasn't sure if Winston was aware of it. Yeah. And then we find out he's not. But, um, yeah, all the action, like, Elastigirl, Spider-Man, like, oh, yeah. swinging through the city oh, yeah. and, like, great. using, like, the web slingshot and, like, with her arms. Also, the motorcycle thing was really sweet. That was, that was, that was one of my favorite kind of, uh, sequences was the utilization of the Elasticycle. Elasticycle. Because <laughs> it can break into two segments so she can, like, stretch around with just these wheels. Yeah. And do all kinds of craziness. That was really neat. Uh, that, that was, Mr. Credible's like, you have a bike? Like, yeah. What? <laughs> She's like, I used to have a mohawk, too. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, what? Um... But no, like, yeah, the action, again, we talked about that a little bit earlier, like, very well done in this one. Uh, very tight, like, very well choreographed. Uh, I guess you still call it choreographed if it's yeah. animated. Yeah, like, definitely. I guess it's still... Uh, I mean, when you're having fight scenes, like, you have to choreograph what... Yeah, you still have to plan it out. And yeah, exactly. So, um, Pre-visual, pre-visualization type, type stuff. Yeah, and so I, I do feel like, yes, the action in this was a lot, like, more fleshed out and also just, like... I prepared like the other stuff was it was cool in the first movie but again as a product of the time like it felt very like uh, compartmentalized in a way like very cut off from each little thing like okay Jack Jack's running through the forest okay let's do the entire Jack Jack running through the forest scene you mean Dash or excuse Dash sorry Dash running through the forest scene and then we'll go to something else but yeah. this one is like once the whole family gets involved it's we're back it's like and forth and everybody's one's running like, around while like they're doing Violet's doing the force fields right. and yeah, then yeah, yeah. Th- uh, trampoline Miss uh, Elastigirl mm-hmm. goes into a trampoline and you know Mr. Credible jumps off her and yeah. like yeah it's all like their interplay of their powers too and how they use those together right Uh, I think all the like the set pieces in this movie like the big action sequences like the stuff that you could just 
just watch as a scene as, as a whole and be very entertained. Like I was, I worry with very action heavy movies. And I, I went into this not expecting it to be action heavy because I don't think of it as action. I think of it as like a Pixar movie, like yeah. a family friendly movie. Um, but with a lot of action movies, it's like very, uh, it's all about those like scenes and very little about anything else. But yeah. this was not like it did no, a yeah, good yeah. job of including everything with the action and obviously the characters and the smart plot and every good plot is some kind of comment on something else, a theme that's going on in the world. And I thought that was yeah. a really uh, good job too with the whole. Kind of, really, you know, you get to you get to a point where you're looking at the uh, the antagonist's motivations, and you, if you understand it but don't agree with it, then that's the sign of a you've done a your job, a good job as with a the writer. villain. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, which I thought so because it was kind of like. And we've talked about that before with the Killmonger and right. things like that, where it's like, okay, we see where he's coming from. We might not agree with like the method he's taking to mm-hmm. it, but then like if you can sympathize with the villain, then yeah, like yeah. that's that's what you want ultimately. You don't want just the generic bad guy who's yep. like, oh, well, Good's got to triumph over this guy because he's bad. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I see where this person's coming from. Yeah. Um, so you want him to be relatable. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I thought the... Yo, when they made that <laughs> warning about uh, the light sensitivity, yeah. not a joke. No, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember seeing that before the thing and I was waiting for it. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, this is that scene. Yep. I was well, like, good thing well, I'm... It, the, the first time it happened, it happened for like a couple seconds. So I was like, oh, yeah, that could be irritating. And then you get to... The cage match. Then you get to the cage match, and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, this is crazy. That was an intense scene, too, it though. It was, because I'm like looking around. I'm like trying to follow our characters, and it was tough to follow them. Because it's like flashing lights and stretching limbs and... Oh, yeah. The taser prod thing. Yeah, and that, that looks painful. Well, yeah, because like... And then when she was getting tased, too, like... Her body stayed like stretched and limp, and like yeah. so, like half of her was longer than the other half, and like, yeah, it was that was an intense scene. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the chase scene after that too, but a little less so than flashing yeah, yeah, lights, yeah, all, all <laughs> kinds of flashing lights, and all that shit. Um, I thought it was. Uh... I forgot what I was trying to find that one. You were flashing lights at me, and I flashing forgot lights. what I was talking about. That's what, I'm gonna just do that from now. On. I'm just gonna be like, Taylor. Ah! <laughs> we got a uh, we got a, a comment from Kelly uh, asking what or who your favorite villain of all time is. I I asked for some clarification whether or not it's yeah, cartoon that's... or if it's no restrictions. I'm gonna say cartoon for the sake of the fact that we are reviewing the cartoon two. villain. Favorite cartoon villain of all time. Well, I guess favorite or like most memorable or. Like the villain we like the most, as, <laughs> just um, like that represents the most villainous thing. Yeah. Oh man. An uh, animated. The actually the first villain that comes to my mind is Ursula from Little Mermaid. That's like the first one that comes to my mind. Um, now, granted, you got like Scar, who yeah. has got to be up there as well. Um, I'm trying to think of like. I mean, uh, Hades is maybe a little too on the nose no, from no. Hercules. Dude, I love uh, Hades though. <laughs> no, that, that, Hercules, I think, is an underrated Disney it movie. It is, is very underrated. Uh, I like the movie a lot. Go the Distance is a fantastic song. I like I I like Hades like only because like he's a villain, but he's like cool. Yeah. You know, like you like you yeah. like you can't hate he's him. Smooth too. talking. Yeah. And like like yeah. with Ursula and Scar, it's just like man, these people are just bad. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, those are the two that kind of come to my mind so I guess I would go with those it's tough with like with um maybe it's just the way I'm remembering things but with a lot of like uh 
Pixar movies, there's never, very rarely necessarily like one evil person. It's yeah. just like the good guys have to just overcome obstacles. Yeah. Um, which I think is interesting. Yeah, I guess. Besides, I mean, The Incredibles is a superhero movie, so there's like obviously that's what they have to polarizing with, for yeah. that. But yeah, like Wally, it's just yeah. Obstacles, but yeah, but I mean, not a lot of movies. I mean, there Toy are, Story. Yeah, there obstacles. are movies where there aren't necessarily antagonists. They're just you know obstacles. Uh, I mean, you know, you have something like Homeward Bound, like that old that old chestnut. You know, the dogs are just trying to trying to get home, man. And the cat. And the cat. Yeah, sorry, forgot about the cat. Spe- <laughs> speaking of dogs, though, we got a we got a, a live submission from Thomas uh, Cruella Deville. That's a that's uh, a real yeah. Villain. No, that's a good one. Yeah, for just sure. Straight murdering dogs for coats. Yeah. Yeah. This is not a PG <laughs> podcast anymore. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Wait, uh, all right. So Cruella from uh, animated or live action One Hundred One Dalmatians? I didn't see the live action One Hundred One oh, Dalmatians. No. Well, there's okay. the new live. That action was uh. There's there's a new there's a new live action One Hundred One Dalmatians coming out. So that's what I was just told. Jeez. Because I'm, I'm gonna look this up. They already did one. <laughs> yeah, with Glenn Close. Yeah. yeah. Cruella Deville. Yeah. yeah. Way back in the day. Yeah. Interesting. Um, no, I, I gotta agree, like, Scar is definitely up there. I don't yeah. know if I have, like, one particular, but, like, I mean, Murnus's brother, drives away his nephew, like, ruins the grasslands, lots of hyenas come in. Like, it's just mm-hmm. bad, bad, yeah. bad dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I, like, there's some anime villains, but they're, like, your stereotypical villains, generally, right. yeah. uh, in a lot of it. Um... Yeah, uh, without without getting into like the other spoilers for other shows and stuff, because yeah. uh, like the the main character Death Note is kind of the villain, and not that's kind of a weird show where like you're rooting for the main character, but he's technically doing bad things, and then the the antagonist like or his foil who's coming after him, like you want to root for him to stop the main character from doing bad things. But then, like, that ends the show also, and so right. you're like, uh, like, where, where, where does this fall? Yeah. Uh, I got an update on uh, on the 101 Dalmatians. It's not 101 Dalmatians. Uh, a new one coming out. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. And two Dalmatians. No, there's a. It's a fully about Cruella Deville uh, oh. that is coming out in 2019 uh, with Emma Stone as Cruella. Interesting. That's just a trend right now with a lot of you know we're running out of ideas. Well, they so did Maleficent. We, ex- exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. That, that was the point I was going to make. Was they're doing more of kind of. Invest- I mean, shoot. Uh, uh, oh, I know what I was going to talk about and stuff that I watched that I didn't get around to. <laughs> Cobra Kai. Oh, which focuses on which, Cobra Kai Jim. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of another exhibit of um, going back and looking deeper into the, the stories of the supposed villains and works we've already seen. Um, but Cobra Kai, it's weird. It's on YouTube. Was it YouTube Red or whatever? Yeah, it's YouTube Red, and usually I just kind of, like, ignore that. or Because a lot of, I mean, Logan Paul has a movie on, and I'm like, no, this is not an admiral platform. And then I saw a show called Do You Want to See a Dead Body, which was really funny. Um which I cannot... That wasn't Logan Paul? No, that wasn't Logan Paul. I know, right? It seems weird. Um, but no, I, was, I forgot the, uh, the actor's name, but every... 
he plays a version of himself in every episode. He gets another celebrity fr- friend who's playing a version of themselves and asks them, do you want to see a dead body? And it takes them 20 minutes to go see a dead body. Because they, like, they get sidetracked into, like, errands and stuff like yeah. that. It's really funny. But th- that was that was clever. But Cobra is, is it's just, re- it's really good. Like, it's the best thing I've seen on kind of this newer, this new generation of platforms, even though YouTube's been around a while. But yeah. regarding to, like... Paid content subs- creation yeah, and paid subscription, subscription like that yeah. it's really good like don't don't ignore it because it's on YouTube Red like it's actually a really good show um, you can get a free trial of YouTube Red for a month and you can watch Cobra Kai and then get a bigger account uh, which is what I recommend oh. people do <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt I also watched the new season of that which okay. that also content creation made me think of that because right, right. they make the joke about like uh, YouTube Brown yeah YouTube Brown and it's just like all these garbage shows oh yeah uh, The Capist yeah. which made me think of The Cape and I was very uh, yeah I was very excited six seasons in a movie uh, um, anyway back to Incredibles 2 <laughs> we are easily I mean, this sidetracked is, this is, yeah this is well, going to happen sidetracked for those yeah yeah viewers, for you so we're getting okay. sidetracked for the fans um, and for those of you listening in your car or while you're walking your dog or at the gym we do Facebook Live now so you should participate in our conversations yeah, yeah. come talk with us um, and we can be distracted by you too right uh, not Bono but but you also I still haven't found what I'm looking for um, <laughs> I let's jump ahead to um, the ship scenes the ship uh, the ship scenes they were they were really cool I thought they were really well <laughs> done la, 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 la. Uh, <laughs> I, I was okay I've, so here's where I started to be or no so I actually started with um, no it was on the ship it started on the ship where I started to think of things. Well, why are the characters doing this, or why didn't they do this? And a lot of times, I like ignored it because I was like, it's not worth obsessing over. Or they were answered later with other context within the show. So one of the things I was thinking of was um, once we established that one of the gadgets that Evelyn has made is the the, the strobe light goggles, yeah, which puts um, everybody under hypnosis. Uh, one of the things I started to think of uh, while they were on the ship is when um, Violet is fighting Void and is able to like knock her. Uh, and she doesn't take the glasses off. Yeah, that, that, yeah exactly. That she not she knocks her out for a little bit and then runs away. Yeah. And doesn't take her goggles off. Okay. First of all, I was like, why didn't she do that? And then I was like, okay, Taylor, don't be a dick. Let's think about. It's like she's young and not really. She's trying. She has one idea, and it's to go. It's to find Jack, parents. Jack, and to find her parents. Yeah. Um, so she's and also, you don't know if that person is fully knocked out. You don't want to get too close to them. Yes, and, and also, it, it, and maybe it's I, benefit of the doubt that she doesn't know that that is causing it. Because I can't remember if we. I think see, in the car is when they figure that out on the way to the ship. I, yeah, I can't remember. Um, if they see the goggles put on Frozone, because that would be that yes, would be the thing. Be, if they see the goggles put on Frozone, then they would figure out that that's not. They do yeah. because then they throw the car in reverse, and he's just thrown ice at him after the goggles went on him. But did they see the goggles? All right, no, I get you. Yeah. I think so because it was you. through the windshield. They saw him get grabbed, and he was right. like, "Go." And then they right. put the glasses yeah, on them. Yeah. So that was one thing, but that's kind of like don't don't put yourself in a character's shoes and be like, I would have done this if I were there, you know? Because yeah. like her motivations were not to do that. Her motivations were elsewhere. Like she needed to go find her parents. Um, so then that, and the other thing I was thinking of was this whole drawn out event of having um, uh, the the ambassador sign the uh, the document that uh, waves the 
or that reinstitutes reinstitutes the legality of superheroes. Yeah. I was like, why is Evelyn waiting so long when she's got everything she needs in the room already? Why doesn't she just like go forward with her plan? But then I was like, okay, no, she wants to wait until the law does go through. And so then that have see. the heroes turn immediately. Yeah, because I was like, if the goal was to make them, yeah, was the goal to like make them to keep them illegal? Because she could have just stopped st- signing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But she wanted them. She said she wanted to make sure it never happened. Like she said, she wanted to make sure they were illegal permanently. So like by waiting for them to sign that uh, the hero accord. Yeah. And then as soon as the first thing that heroes do with their newfound freedom is to turn on people without powers. That's what I figured her motivation was, but initially I was like, why is she waiting so long? Yeah. But it went away, obviously. Well, yeah, you, you keep waiting for it because the signing's happening and Frozone, Mr. Incredible, and Elastigirl are all standing there very stoically. Right. They clearly have the goggles on. Yeah. And you're like, okay, wait, what's going to happen? Are they going to like start just like killing people in here? Mm-hmm. Like, what's what's the deal? Yeah. But you get all the way through the signing and then they're she's like, phase two, go. And that's when they're like, "All right, your time's done, plebes. We are we are the super powered ones." <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, um, and another thing that was happening, like uh, once, once. Uh, what was that? I, I, gotta, get, I gotta get ahead. And He's figure fast forwarding. That was his fast forward sound. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was pretty good. So, uh, once we get to the point where uh, Violet and uh, Dash and Jack Jack basically have to fight their parents at Frozone and then when uh, Elastigirl's goggles get knocked off and then uh, subsequently then Mr. Incredible and then Frozone um, then we cut to Evelyn's like security booth where we see that her feeds have gone down I was I was thinking okay alright so the feeds must be in their goggles I was like okay I was like but doesn't Elastigirl have a camera on her and that's been in that's her been, suit that's yeah. been her feed the whole time though so I was yeah. like why did they I don't know that was just that, that was the one part I was like I couldn't quite figure out well because they didn't give suits to everyone no no no, no, so... no I know she had the one suit with the camera yeah and throughout the whole movie the feed we saw was that feed yeah there was like a little dot yes I know and what I'm saying is like but once they her goggles got knocked off then we lost the feed I was like why would maybe it was, it's an IT question it's like why didn't they continue to patch through with the both body, feeds with the body camera well yeah. there was one feed still running but that was it was it was the crushing dude oh that's right yeah yeah and, because yeah, he still was the still on. down there yeah. in the, in, near the everybody had their goggles on yeah but I feel like well, her suit got ripped too, and maybe that broke the camera. I guess maybe there's maybe there's a deleted scene where we get explanation behind it. But like I said, that didn't ruin the movie. It was just something I I noticed that I was like, huh, I was curious. Uh, dude, Evelyn Evelyn did not give a fuck. Like <laughs> she was like, once the they got in the air, uh, once she started taking the jet plane, she was like trying to do everything just to. Yeah. She's like, oh, we're gonna fly up, and uh, you're not gonna have oxygen, and you're gonna die. Hypoxia, and they're like, "Yeah, here, here's an actual term about everything, dying from lack of oxygen." Everything's silly, and then you die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's like, "I don't want to die," which is why I think I thought this one was like more, more dark in a way because more th- real. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, yeah, more real, but compared, okay, semantics at this point, but there's a lot more mention of death and of darker things. I felt like in this movie than in the first one, but. As I said before, it was more well balanced because you had a lot of humor mm-hmm. and a lot of just clever things happening um, with the whole family dynamic scene, which was great. And a lot of it came from Jack Jack, obviously, yeah. um, and just everyone getting a kick out of uh, 
uh, Aunt Edna. Yeah, I was going to say, Jack-Jack and Edna. We haven't covered that yet. Yeah, of uh, Edna volunteering to, or... Reluctantly at reluctantly first. Reluctantly at first to babysit uh, Jack-Jack, but then figures out his yes. powers and is like, yeah. oh, wow, this is actually really cool. And then one of the funniest <laughs> scenes is when Jack-Jack just begins to emulate her appearance by, like, growing her hair and, and, the nose, and changing and, her nose. Yeah. Um, and her, his eyes get bigger. Well, then the other thing, too, like, when uh, Bob comes to pick him up. Yeah. And they're walking down that hallway. They're walking the exact, exact same, same way. way and yeah. he's making the same motions. <laughs> and, like... She's like she has like her uh, long stick cigar that she has, or a cigarette rather, like on the long stem. And he has his like lollipop that he's like doing the same thing with. Um, that was very funny that they were emulating each other in that way. And then she has, I guess, he could bypass her scanners by matching her. Biometrics, I, I, or did she add him to the system? I feel like she added him to the system. I feel like she would have done that. I don't know. I thought that was kind of fun. Because, yeah, I wasn't sure if he was, like, copying her and she was just proving that he could do that. Because we already saw him copy, like, the outward appearance. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if, like, it was, like, copying the handprint because they both have small I didn't hands think of that. It could have been that. Like... But, I mean, it also would have been feasible for me that she just added him. Yeah. Because then when, she, <laughs> when it goes for the voice recognition, he's just like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and then it just lets him in. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was a fun scene. Um, fun fact for the guys. For those of you who don't know, uh, the voice of E is played by Brad Bird, who's the director and writer of both Incredibles movies. Yeah, um, which I think is pretty neat. Um, we got a, We did get a, a user comment, and I, I've realized that not having seen the movie is actually really hard for me to realize what they're talking about <laughs> because I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but uh, apparently, there's a lot of different superpowers in this movie. Is that is that correct? Yes, um, that's it. Because yeah, because there's Jack Jack has a lot. Yeah, Jack Jack has. Can a you lot. name them? That's what I want. Like, let's hear what the, what the powers. Okay, are. so Jack Jack has um, has laser eyes. He does. Um, combustion. He, combustion. Uh, he turns into like the a purple demon, demon monster thing. Um, teleportation through the fourth dimension. Yeah, he goes into a different dimension. Yep. Uh, yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I guess I guess uh, shape shifting to like match a, somebody Edna's, else's appearance. Yeah. Um, he can get big, like he can become giant baby, like giant yeah. baby form. Uh, he can from the last from the first movie, he can turn metal. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. In the first one, he he could turn metal. Forgot about that. Um, I don't know. I think those are all ones they show, but. Bob they says said he has 17. 17. Yeah, he said they had 17 or something like okay, that. Yeah. So you guys named seven, so you're missing 10? Yes, yeah, probably. Right. I mean, there's probably some we met. That they either just didn't show he or... Would do, like, they oh, would, uh, multiplication. He yeah, multiplication. can copy himself and yeah. make clones. And they would do a lot of things like he would do a one-off. Like, you yeah. just see him and all of a sudden he just do something random. Walk through walls. Where he, like, yep. leans well, through, the, through the, the window and goes through the window. Yep. I'm trying to think of all the things he did while he was fighting the raccoon. I know. He, he did, like, he did like he the, main, the main five. Yeah, he's, yeah, strong. Like, he's picking up lawn furniture and throwing Gosh, shit that around. Generic superpower. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, for a baby to pick up, like, lawn furniture yeah. and fling it around, I'd punch a raccoon and send it flying is... Uh, yeah, for real. I feel like that's strength. <laughs> uh, but, yes, generic. Yeah, there were, there were just a lot. Like, it was kind of hard to keep track of for that, for Jack-Jack. And then, yeah. like, the other superheroes that we saw that come in later, like, um, uh, Void kind of, like, has uh, her... Portals. Yeah, portals. She makes she the, has portal like, gun portal, hands. Yeah, she has portal gun hands, pretty much. Not, not actual guns, but she just, yeah, she makes portals. The first thing she does, she throws a, a coffee mug in the air and, like, through portals, like, makes it flip-flop and then land over in someone's hands yeah. uh, across the room. 
Um, now you're thinking with portals. Uh, reflux. Reflux. Reflux is this old guy. <laughs> Paul Eiding uh, is the voice actor. For those who don't know, he plays Colonel Campbell in the Metal Gear Solid games. And he looks like he just he, old, old guy looks like an old toad. Yeah, like his looks, power is like he throws up lava, like magma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his name is Reflex. His name is Reflex. Yeah, that's really funny. Uh, Brick uh, from Wisconsin. Yeah, Brick. What's your name, Brick? Brick. from Wisconsin. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a slight at Wisconsiners or not, because he did not sound smart. No, yeah. <laughs> uh, dumb as a brick, maybe. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's probably what that was. Um, uh, the Crusher guy. The electricity guy who always looked kind of derpy. Yeah. I don't know if he was derpy. He, was just, he, looked, I, he looked a little derpy. One guy yeah, had electricity... Um, then you had the Crusher guy. He was, uh, but that, he, his, he did that um, telekinetically, though. Yeah. Um, and then there were the, there were some other superheroes that we weren't sure what their powers were. They looked, but they looked cool. Yeah, they stood around. They didn't actually do anything. Yeah. Uh, especially in the signing scene where they were yeah. like with certain ambassadors. Yep. Uh, yep. Um, I'm trying to get other powers that we witnessed. That was kind of neat. I think that's. I think we just kind of covered them. Yeah, it was tough yeah. to do with Jack Jackson. He said he had 17, but then we saw, we saw like, a lot of them. But a yeah. lot of yeah, I'm sure we forgot one yeah, that we actually missed, saw. Uh, missed the generic. He can fly. Oh, his telekinesis too. Oh, he because does. He, yeah, he, he has telekinesis. He lifts the uh, the trash can lid. He can lift the trash can lid, and then he takes the uh, he the, takes the um, the goggles off of uh, Elastic Girl. Oh yeah, partially because he's floating too, yep. and he's like, yep, whoop, and then yep, he yeah, can float. Yeah, I wouldn't say flying. He floats. Through telekinesis. <laughs> and maybe, yeah, maybe that's, that's maybe telekinesis, that's, Kyle. <laughs> maybe it's part of the telekinesis. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was crazy. It was a lot. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I think um, we've covered a lot, but I feel overall this was a really good movie, a really good Pixar movie. Yeah. Um, it's better than the first one, my opinion. Um, so this is your second least favorite. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. I would have to, I would have to have to maybe watch the ones that I haven't seen yet. And honestly, I should go back and watch Toy Story. Was good dinosaur Pixar? Yeah. I still haven't seen that. I own okay. it. And I haven't seen you, it. You are the king of the blind buy, dude. Like, you just buy movies. You're like, I, I haven't seen I've this. I've heard good things about this. Yeah, I'm, or, I want to see this. Yeah. But then I'm like, hey, you guys want to watch this? And people are like, no. It's like, no one wants to watch that. And then I don't watch it. <laughs> I still haven't seen uh, Rise of the Guardians either. Nicole and I were supposed to watch really? that. and Because I, I bought that, That's too. That's <laughs> um, Let's see. Well, of the ones I've seen, let me let me see where I would put Incredibles, too. Um, better than Finding Dory. Um... Is that the Wikipedia of Pixar movies? Yep. And better than The Incredibles. So for and uh, better than A Bug's Life. So fourth from the bottom for me. It's like it's middle of the pack because I, I saw Ants, not A Bug's Life. Really? Yeah. I saw. Both. We we were in the generic. <laughs> yeah, we were in the like, ge- we were in the generic camp at that point. Uh, and so yeah, we we saw Ants with a Z. You never saw Bugs Life, but you saw Ants. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> it's like the opposite of the rest of the With world. Woody, yeah, Woody Allen and Sylvester Stallone and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yep. Wow. I saw both. They were both funny. Yeah. Ants was way more adult. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way more adult. That's not the same thing I heard about, like, the B movie, which I never saw, but I heard, like, that was... Again, the movie's good. A kid's movie, but then also had like a, a lot of the adult themes in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and again, more so. Because that was DreamWorks. Yeah, DreamWorks did that. That was Seinfeld? Yep. Was in that one? Yep. So, 
We got a confirmation. Bugs Life greater than ants. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I believe that. I, I don't, like, I don't why doubt wouldn't that. Why would it be? <laughs> uh, just not something that I had seen when I was younger and then never sought out later in life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess, yeah, uh, fourth, fourth worst. <laughs> fourth worst. Fourth from the bottom of the Pixar movies. Oh, how many have you seen, seen though? You, I guess you said this middle of the pack. I think though. it's, I think it ends up being middle of the pack for me. Okay. Um, because I've got, I gotta, I gotta put, uh, Finding Nemo pretty high up for me. I gotta put, um, Wally and Coco and Up are star I really to see Coco. God, you will cry so much. That's what I've much. heard. I've heard you everyone I so know much. that has seen it has said, I cried. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I'll definitely have to... That's gonna watch that soon. Yeah. Um, Coco's now available on Netflix. It is. It is. is. Yeah. So check that out. You got no excuse. No. Yeah. No. I know. (laughs) Um, Okay. Well. Yeah. So that's why I wanted. I. I really enjoyed it. I really did. Um, Better than the first one. Um, Because yeah, I watched the first one. I was like, I was enjoying it, but there wasn't a lot of. I noticed there wasn't a lot of reaction out of me as I was watching it. Like not a whole lot of laughter. I kept waiting for that. Not a whole lot of like. what? What's up? So, so here's my question. Yes. And, and I think this would be a good topic for the for the chat to listen into. Yeah. You just watched The Incredibles. I, yeah. for I the watched first The Incredibles on Sunday. The first time ever Correct. you watched The Incredibles on Sunday. Yes. Do you feel like and do you maybe feel like you maybe missed out on this because you've you know, you haven't been waiting 14 years for this. You didn't watch it and 14 years yeah, ago. You're, childhood, like, the context you're, is not, not childhood, but like, you didn't see it in that time, like, it, when it was a thing, when it came out. Right. And then, now waiting 14 I mean, years. I mean, that's, enti- that's entirely possible. I feel like. Because um, also, I do feel like you are burned out on superhero movies in general, too. I am, but I, I don't consider this a superhero movie. I consider it a Pixar movie. Um, and that's kind of dumb because. I'm just basing it off of the studio that makes it. Like, it's not even the you know, it's not the subject of it. Um, but superhero movies, I, I just mean, like, Marvel. I yeah. mean, comic book movies. Pixar movies do stand on their own. Yeah. Like. yeah. But I feel like, yeah, so... I don't know if I missed out. or I do definitely have a different approach to it, I would say. Because I didn't see the first one as a kid, so I wasn't waiting 14 years for this. 14 years ago, we weren't really kids. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, okay. So late teens. Yeah, I get that. But let's let's say that I saw Toy Story '95 when it came out, the first yep. Pixar movie ever. Let's say they didn't do Toy Story two until 14 years later. I would probably be looking more forward to that movie because I did see Toy Story the first one. And I loved it as a kid. Yeah. So obviously, I'm looking forward to the next one. So there's definitely that. Like, but I feel like that's all. It's all like anticipatory like nostalgia is powerful and we've talked about that before too yeah like uh, I feel like had I seen Incredibles when it came out and then saw Incredibles 2 I feel like my feelings of enjoyment while what I liked about the movie would be the same I probably wouldn't um have the the uh, recollection to say that I thought it was a better movie because I saw I would have seen the that one 14 years ago and probably wouldn't have seen it again. Like the only Pixar movie I've seen over and over again is Finding Nemo. Really? Um, I used to know every word to Toy Story. <laughs> well, I mean, I saw the Toy Story multiple times, like within. The, within the year it came out and the subsequent years when it was released on VHS. VHS, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I feel like throughout, overall, in my 31 years of existence, I've seen Finding Nemo a good number of times. Interesting. Um, even though that came out when I was in high school. But I just really enjoy that, so that's why I just I still watch it. Yeah. I, I, I think I've only seen Nemo twice. That's good. That's good. 
it's it's but. it's solid a lot. I think uh, I think it had a lot of positive impact too on the world, which I always judge by. Um, but I was talking to Cole the other day about like I need to really go back and because there was a point. Actually, this is kind of neat. Um, there was a point that you kind of pick in their timeline when the themes of Pixar movies start to get more adult. Um, and I feel like Wally was the one that Wally came out. So we start and we started dealing yeah. with more like existential themes in a Wally way. Wally and Up. Yeah. Um, I, I have to see Toy Toy Rat- I have to see Ratatouille, Ratatouille again. I, I haven't seen Rat- that one. I love Ratatouille. Um, I have to go back and watch it and just to see like pick up on the actual thematic elements of it but I feel like yeah you had that come out and then you had the sequels like Toy Story 3 and Cars 2 okay whatever um, Inside Out that's deep that's yeah. some deep shit you know like you gotta get in there you gotta get inside you know what I'm saying um, and then Coco and then Incredibles 2 kind of goes back to it has more of a, a topical comment but has more of um, uh, but it's also less heavy thematically actually it's more in, in lines with um, the earlier Pixar movies, I would say. I would argue the theme of the original Incredibles is actually um, has has a deeper meaning than this one does. Um, Interesting. With the whole idea of like exceptionalism, um, and with this one being more, I mean, positive family dynamics and like gender gender roles aside, uh, all portrayed in positive lights. But the whole kind of um, the subtle theme of like the screen. Addition, obviously, and then um, dealing with the fact that Evelyn's argument of if everyone, you know, if we have all these superpowers, that, or if we rely on superheroes, or we rely that makes us weak. Yeah, if we rely on these people that have supposedly more power than us, than we as humans, we as citizens, you can argue, oh. have less power, become weaker. Um, but anyway, we can, you can, we could spend hours talking about just themes of stuff. So. Um, but yeah, but uh, okay. Well, uh, last last thoughts on uh, on Credibles two from you, Mark. I'm kind of in the same boat. I do think it was better than the first one. Um, I mean, I had a lot of fun watching this one, sitting in the theater, like we were laughing, having a good time. Um, I mean, we've already kind of said yeah everything that I would want to say about it, but, and even the start, like yeah, I recommend this to people if you like the first one. Check it out. If you haven't seen the first one, watch the first one. And then if you like that one, go see this one. Because uh, I would recommend <laughs> yeah, the first yeah, one. Yeah, I think, yeah, if, if, you, if you don't like the first one, I don't think you're going to like this one. Because yeah. it's not... Because uh, all the character development. Like, it yeah, is focused yeah, yeah. on the characters from the first one. So if you don't relate to or have any interest in what happens to them, then this isn't going to be for you. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, if you just like having a good time and enjoying movies, mm-hmm. definitely check out this one and the first one nice okay cool uh, well Mark what do you uh, what's up I was just gonna say if you yeah, you guys are getting close to ending I've got some uh, some fan suggestions for stuff to watch for the next week yeah um, well actually that's a great idea let's go ahead and take those because what we do before we wrap up is I ask Mark what he's gonna watch this upcoming week so uh, let's let's what are, what are the what are the people saying All right, so, so uh, we got two suggestions from Irby um, I am not sure whether or not you guys have seen this yet or seen either of these yet um, I believe they're both TV shows one of them is The Mist The Mist um, I've heard of it and then mm-hmm. the other one is The Man in the High Castle I've heard I, of that one too I've, I've seen both seasons of The Man in the High Castle I, I really like it it's very intriguing very very intriguing um, it's uh, based off the fact that what if the Germans and the Japanese won World War II? It's 
it's pretty cool. Uh, it's from Philip K. Philip K. Dick, uh, science fiction writer. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does. Amazon has another one of his properties called Electric Dreams, which is like Amazon's answer to Black Mirror. Yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting. Um, I don't. I'm not as into it as Black Mirror, but it's still it's still decent. Um, and The Mist, I I haven't heard good things about it, but I mean, it's all about taste. So yeah, who knows. Uh, the other one, uh, we also got a synopsis with this one, so I can read that for you Ooh, too. Um, I, I'll ask if you've if you've heard of it first. It's called Three Percent. I have heard of it, and I've heard it's good, but I you you'll have to read the synopsis for me. Yeah, all right. Here's the synopsis from Thomas. Oh, I did see this. It's like Brazilian or something. Uh, yes, I believe so. Um, Portuguese says. Uh, uh, people are selected when they reach a certain age, uh, kind of like Hunger Games-esque. Volunteer uh, tribute. <laughs> and uh, they're pitted against each other in psychological stress tests uh, to become part of the 3%. Uh, the top 3% get to leave the slums and go basically move to a paradise island. Um, it's full of murder, deceit, betrayal, sex, torture, spies, civil unrest. Hot. Basically everything you could want. Murder. Murder is also murder. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, thoughts? Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's been on my watch list for a while. I just haven't gotten around to doing it. Cause like, I, uh, I love foreign TV. Um, but I have to be in a very conscious mood to watch it because of subtitles. Like I want mm. to appreciate it. So I have to, I can't watch it when I'm in bed because I'm going to fall asleep and then reading let, it and <laughs> then let the sound like lull me to sleep. And then I miss 20 minutes cause I have no idea what they're talking about. And all I hear is Portuguese. Um, so there's that. Um, but no, that's definitely um, something that's already on my watch list that I really want to check out. Um, it's good to hear that people are enjoying it, for sure. Uh, Thomas said that even though it is uh, Brazilian, it's dubbed, so it is not just, you know. The dub? I like I like subs, though, so I'm one yeah, of those people that okay. I would okay. rather... Like, watch The Dark? Yeah. Like, that had, a, that had a dub, and I couldn't watch it. Like, I had to switch it back to the German and watch it with subtitles. I, well, you were okay... You, you thought Dark was okay, right? Yeah, it was okay. I loved it. it There's a second season yeah, in the works of that. Yeah, a second season. They've been signed out for a second season. Uh, yeah, it was it was okay. They announced the next season of Last Chance U comes out at the end of July. I'm very excited about that. It's just a really well done show. Rachel watched that. Yeah, I remember her watching that. They're going to a different school this year, so that should be that should be interesting. Interesting. Um, so yeah, what do you? Well, okay, great suggestions. Thank you guys for submitting those in the chat room. Um, Mark, what are you? What are you going to be watching? Uh, what are you looking forward to this week? Maybe not watching, or what do you got to play, or whatever. I was gonna say I'm gonna be finishing up um, the ranch. Like I said, I'm almost done with that. Luke Cage comes out on Friday, uh, season two. See if that's any good. Uh, I think that might be what we're doing our next. That is what our next episode will be on. We'll so, be reviewing season two of Luke Cage. So I guess I have to watch that one. I, <laughs> so um, yeah. Uh, I don't have anywhere to be this weekend. I'm going to a wedding on Sunday, but it's in town, so I'm not going anywhere. So I'll be I'll be engaging in that for probably. sure. Uh, and yeah, honestly, like that's probably like I'll just watch those. Uh, still need to finish God of War. Uh, and move on to other things. Come on. I have, I have so much stuff to play and so much stuff to... I've still got to finish my blog content for E3, you so... You got to hurry that up. I know. You got to make another video. I know. It's not 4 by 3 I know. I'll fix that. I'm going to use my phone this time. All right. Yeah, like I said, Good. it just records better quality anyway, yeah. so... Um, yeah, but Taylor, what are you going to be watching? Uh, I am looking forward to checking out Luke Cage Season 2. Um, big fan of the first one. That yeah. was a lot of cool. Lot I like Luke Cage a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else... Uh, content wise I'm really looking into um, probably 
I think that's probably it. I'll be busy with doing some work stuff, so probably the only thing I really have time for. Um, just during my off time, I'm just burning through shows. So I'm just going crazy. Off oh, time's I, am, to an I am excited to watch the new season of Queer Eye um, because that is a really, really good show. I've heard good things. I've See, heard, like, dude, you, I will, again, cry during you, that, you, too. You cry, right? You cried. Give me, come on. Come on. Jeff's like, I'm not going to say. One tear. Say. Single, one, tier. One single tear. Single tear. Single <laughs> tear. It gets you choked up. Yeah, I, I, yeah we're grown-ass we're grown men, and we get choked up at that show. Uh, it's really impactful. Uh, Nicole and I are really watching that. So, um, so yeah, looking forward to those two things. So, Netflix, man, I feel like I have to pay you more because... Yeah. Don't tell maybe, them you, that. maybe you should yeah. pay me don't, more. Don't tell them that. Because I'm watching all of your stuff, and I'm talking about it in a positive light. They'll... they'll definitely let you pay more i don't think i've said anything negative about a netflix show now there are bad netflix shows that i haven't talked about on here but we'll save that for another time um okay well i think uh that about wraps it up um so for me mark and jeff thank you guys so much for watching and listening um this show is sponsored by no one in particular our theme music is done by j mac of fourth quarter entertainment and all of our artwork you see is done by the lovely and talented nicole yang um we are looking forward to talking about luke cage season two next episode um also doing a facebook live stream of that so join us in the chat room for that as well um if you are listening to us right now on apple Podcasts or any other platform be sure you rate and subscribe and and show us some love and uh new scrapped productions website um uh, we have a new scrapped productions website so that's great but the more important thing is we have a brand new and actually for the first time ever we have a popcorn and nerds website um so please check that out and you can see uh we have a catalog of all of our episodes as well as some brief bios on all three of these handsome faces at the table right here um so yeah uh now that i'm done rambling mark where can we find you uh as always on facebook at spiders corner games and then uh twitch instagram twitter uh spider12587 or spiders corner taylor how about you <laughs> Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Tady Adams. You can follow some scrapped information and news on Twitter and Instagram at We Are Scrapped. And make sure to check out our like, check out and like our Facebook page, facebookcom Productions. Um, that is where we live stream all these podcasts. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in, and we will be right here. Not right here because we'll probably be in my apartment next time. Yeah. Um, talking about Luke Cage. Yeah. So come back hey, next bye. week. <laughs> bye. <laughs>